Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Businesses across the US, Canada, UK and elsewhere are scrambling at the moment to increase their workforce as they face historic labor shortages. To combat the resignation tsunami, for example, 4.4 million in the US in September, 4.2 in October, and a record 4.5 million in November 2021, employers are restructuring their talent retention programs as well as offering higher wages. The number of open jobs in November totaled 10.56 million in the US, lower than the 11 million estimate from FactSet, and less than the 11. 09 million in October. Nevertheless, it was, according to the US government's non-farm payrolls report for that month, way above the 6.88 million total out of work in the US and actively looking for jobs in November. So there's the uh, there's the scene set for you. So far, 2022 does not seem like it's going to be any easier on employers than last year. In fact, about one quarter of workers are looking to get a new job in 2022, according to a January 2022 report from ResumeBuilder.com. As workers' attitudes have changed as a result of the pandemic, they're looking for opportunities that provide more flexibility and value. And because the choice remains firmly with the candidates, this means companies have to change their reward structures too. In this HR Chat episode, we'll discuss ways that HR teams and leaders can help attract strong candidates and successfully retain workers by offering travel benefits and rewards to go beyond traditional employee perks. My guest this time is Jennifer Struhl, Chief People and Diversity Officer at Aribia, a technology company that works with employer brands and member-based organizations to design unique incentive structures And Jennifer believes that companies should offer benefits that inspire their workforce using the power of travel to reward. Jennifer leads Arivia's international human resources functions. Her focus is on developing total rewards and talent management programs that foster an inclusive and rewarding environment for the employment experience of the global workforce. Jennifer acts as an internal consultant to the leadership team, creating people strategy, aligning groups, facilitating change and delivering results in a cost-effective and compliant manner. Hey Jennifer, welcome to the HR Chat Pod today. Thanks for having me, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here today. Hey Jennifer, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by introducing yourself a bit more and uh, telling our listeners a bit about the mission? Absolutely about myself is I've been an official HR practitioner for about 13 years with a passion for both total rewards and diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizations. Prior to my official time in HR, I worked in business in a variety of capacities from sales, insurance, automation, and procedures, and um, operations. I got into HR after being the director of operations for World at Work, which is a professional HR association here in the United States, specializing in that total rewards space. So that's what got me interested in HR. And my time in HR has been in public education, in manufacturing, and now with Arivia in the travel space. So if I can tell you a little bit about what Arivia does um, is that we help companies use the power of travel rewards and benefits to improve loyalty and retention. 
So for consumer-facing brands, what that means is we help companies find ways to attract new customers to their organization and then to nurture those relationships with existing customers over the long term for travel rewards. When we work with employer brands and employee benefits, we help organizations really implement non-traditional rewards and incentive programs um, involving travel for their employees. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So um, let's get into the hard hitting questions today. We've actually got a lot to talk about. We're, we're covering quite a wide, wide variety of uh, topics. So ignoring the labor shortage for a moment, um, can you maybe paint a picture of the, the problem facing many employers if their best people are quitting in huge numbers? So for example, turnover can cost, I believe, up to two and a half times an, an employee's salary. Absolutely. Employers are facing both financial impacts of employees quitting in mass, and they're also facing more emotional impacts and soft cost things. So definitely disruptions to team dynamics, inability to keep up with service or production levels at where they want them to be, um, loss of institutional knowledge, Big things that we're seeing and many of my peers are seeing in their organizations is really more employee burnout, absenteeism, increased mental health issues, higher levels of stress and fatigue amongst employees, some disengagement and, and loss of passion, energy, and excitement for those employees that remain that are being asked to do more with less take on additional duties from the people who left um, longer time to fill jobs. So we're seeing where we used to be able to fill jobs in 30 days that it's taking 60, 90, 120 days or longer to replace people who leave the organization. Um, so that is just taking its toll, um, requiring more resources to handle talent acquisition, and just seeing rising wages and employee demands for additional compensation or additional perks and rewards to stay with an organization. I just want to pick up on one thing you said there, the, the rising wages. We're going to talk a little bit later on about the potential effects on the travel industry in, uh, in regards to Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. But I'd, I'd be interested to hear from your perspective, whether the team at Arivia or just generally from, from what you're hearing from your peers, is there a general consensus that uh, wage increases are going to have to increase even more to, to account for the increases in living costs as, as a result of you know hikes in, in uh, fuel costs, for example? Certainly, employees are feeling the pressure of increased cost of consumer goods, whether that's going to the grocery store and seeing that, you know, a bag of chips now might cost four or five dollars where it used to cost two or three dollars um, to gas rising gas prices that it's become unaffordable to do things like commute to work. Um, so seeing a lot of that and then couple that with during the pandemic, many employees, including us and in, in the hard hit travel industry, um, didn't give traditional merit increases on an annual basis and didn't reward people um, financially. So coupling those two things that maybe people haven't had a salary increase in a couple years and the cost of living has gone up in that same time, 
feels like we're even farther behind the curve from a true compensation standpoint. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm going to challenge you for the next question. I'm going to mix things up um, <laughs> just because I like to do that sometimes and my guests stop freaking out on me. Don't challenge me, Bill. Don't challenge me. Uh, in 60 seconds or less, uh, what can an attractive employee brand mean to a company's success this year? Well, it definitely can mean the difference between people deciding to leave or answering that call from a headhunter that says, hey, I have this opportunity. Are you interested? Um, someone who's really connected to the employee brand, to the employer's mission as a company and to what they're getting to do there and how the employer makes them feel. That makes all the difference in whether someone picks up that phone and decides to take that step to leave. Well, I mean, that was like 30 seconds. Good, good work. Good work. <laughs> Whoa, what a pro. <laughs> Which gives me extra time for my very, very long next question. Here we go. As employers rethink their workforce retention strategies, Jennifer, and go beyond offering higher wages, more companies are considering unique benefits that contribute to employees' quality of life and demonstrate appreciation for the work that they are doing, of course. We'll uh, we'll talk specifically about travel benefits shortly, but for now, can you share examples of other new or newly popular benefits that are leading to more engaged and, and loyal employees because it's one thing of course attracting them it's another one keeping them and um, as part of that what what unique benefits or employee programs has Aribia added or enhanced recently yeah the pandemic's really made people reevaluate their priorities so this comes down to often two things work-life balance and a personal passion for both the work itself and the organization's mission and products so the benefits that are really resonating with employees now are the ones that help them lead better, more enjoyable lives and make them feel valued. So some things, for example, in this arena would be continuing to allow for flexible remote work arrangements and flexible schedules that meet people's needs to coordinate their lives. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion and creating a culture of kindness, of care, of curiosity, and having things like clear career paths. What we heard from our employees through a variety of rewards and recognition surveys, engagement surveys, focus groups, is that they really wanted things that are different that they couldn't get somewhere else. So we introduced things this year like volunteer time off, giving people a certain amount of paid time off every year to go volunteer for the organization of their choice in their local communities, doing things around non-traditional family building benefits and, and different paths to having a family like adoption assistance, fertility coverage, um, paid parental leaves, and changing our company holiday structure to recognize diverse holidays. So this year we added for the organization Juneteenth and Martin Luther King Day in recognition of our Black communities. We also heard people want more time off. So we moved categorically the entire corporate organization to an unlimited PTO um, structured this year as well and gave people the freedom to choose when they take time off and how much time they need. Um, and we also revamped our anniversary program and rewarded people in different ways for their longevity 
with the organization. So Arivia's travel software platform helps match employees with awesome experiential rewards like cruises, hotels, and tours. Tell me a bit about why travel rewards are more impactful. Well, they're different from traditional benefits that focus more on kind of health and safety type things and providing a financial security um, for the unexpected. So travel's really powerful as a reward because it's both aspirational and inspirational. It really gives people an opportunity to visit a destination they might not have considered before. It plays into the concepts that are so popular out in the world with bucket list travel and right now revenge travel with the pent-up demand from the pandemic. So those are some of the emotional ties to travel that are different from other employee benefits. And also it has a higher perception of value compared to other types of benefits, many times at a much lower financial cost than other benefits like healthcare or retirement or um, plans like that. So this is really new. It's unique. Not a lot of companies are offering it. And the barriers um, to entry in this space are really low, and it provides great flexibility of choice for both the employer and the employee. Revenge travel. I love that term. That's awesome. That kind of conjures up ideas of Queen Liz sending James Bond off to to assassinate somebody or something. Revenge travel. That that, that sounds great. I like that. Okay. I want to use that one in the future. Um, Okay. But let's, let's get real here. These experiential rewards, they sound great, but how much does it actually cost to add benefits like these? What's the, what's the return on investment as well? It's surprisingly low um, as far as an actual cost. And so what we found, you know, for example, is one of the things that we're able to offer through our great partnerships that we have with various resorts around the world is we are able to offer certificates for employees to go and have a week's vacation at a luxury resort um, for just mere dollars, less than a hundred dollars. So to see that and to give that to an employee, they say, wow, this is an amazing experience that I just got. And they have no idea that the financial cost to the company was really low because of those partnerships that we have um, with our with our resorts and clients throughout the world. So that that's one example. Other examples are we have things like vacation cash that we can award and go go into their travel accounts in any denomination from one dollar all the way up and they can earn those throughout the year and save them up as long as they want to cash them in for a reward as big or as small as they would like. So it can be customized with any budget for any size employer. Okay, well, I'm, I think I'm sold. Here's another long question for you. And, and actually, it contains a big quote from one of your colleagues. Uh, I, I found it on the uh, the Arivia.com website when I was doing my homework. Here we go. Uh, companies invest heavily in acquiring and retaining new customers. Their customer loyalty programs are significant drivers of growth and revenues, but they often forget to pay the same attention to talent acquisition and retention. No, how can you forget that? If employees are a company's most valuable assets, why aren't they treating them as clients? Talk to me a bit about this quote 
from that recent post on the Aribia blog and how Aribia helps its clients treat employees more like customers. We, you think about that as a, as a concept and you see how companies spend tons of money advertising and promising their customers different things or offering them different incentives to come and do business with them. And you think about that and you say, if you spent just a fraction of that on treating your employees the same way and either saying, come work for us, and these are all the things that we have to offer for you, or you think about the existing people and you say, stay with us, you matter to us, and here's what we can offer for you. The better you treat your employees, the better they treat your customers. So it's good for you as an employer because you've built that trust and and that loyalty with your employee, and it improves the way they treat your customers, which financially rings the cash register and makes you more successful as an organization on that front as well. So so it's kind of that that all-way street. The good news is that many countries appear to be through the worst of the COVID crisis. Uh, countries like the US, Canada and the UK certainly are, are looking like they're getting through the worst of it now. What does the prospect of COVID moving from a pandemic stage to endemic within individual states in, in more and more countries mean for travel in, in 2022? And as part of that, th- does the prospect of community immunity or herd immunity, as it's also call, uh, called, caused by the Omicron variant mean that now is the right time to revisit the impact and the value of travel-based incentives. And sorry, this is such a long question. Uh, I'm known for them. Is, is now really a good time for employers to add travel benefits to their overall employee benefits packages, or should they be waiting another six months? Tell, tell us more. I think uh, to, to start with the end of your question, I think, and, and work backwards a little bit here, absolutely now's the right time to add travel benefits to a package because, again, it's something that everyone isn't doing. So it's a way for employers to distinguish themselves amongst the herd that's out there. So when in, in an employee's market where they have lots of choices of places to work, they're saying, what makes any particular one of these stand out? And this is something that can make an organization stand out when coupled with other things that they're already doing to make them a great place to work. And then, you know, kind of how is the travel market rebounding is that we are seeing all aspects of the travel market come back to life. So at first it was land vacations and people wanted to go within driving distance of home. And then it was, okay, take some flights and go a little bit further away from home. And now cruise ships are sailing again successfully and people are taking sea vacations again. So things are coming back and they're coming back with great deals. So your dollar goes farther um, on a travel basis than it ever did before. So things are things are just changing and travel behaviors are changing a little bit as people c- become more selective about how they use their time and how to get the most value out of their experience. And employees are valuing experience more than they're valuing things. So they don't want company t-shirts anymore or branded merchandise. They want an experience. 
and they want to be able to enjoy their time outside the workplace. And this allows employers to send a message loud and clear. We care about you as a whole person, not just about you as a worker. And we want your life to be fulfilling and you to go pursue your dreams when you're outside of the workplace, as well as while you're here doing really interesting work. Well, I reckon if companies are cool enough to um, introduce such experiential travel benefits, then they should make it mandatory that those employees who are enjoying them do have to wear the T-shirts and hold the mugs to do a bit of advertising around the world on the cruise ships and so forth. That only seems fair to me. Hey, you and I were talking before we hit record today how... The 2020s are kind of the worst in many ways. You know, we've had this COVID pandemic. We're hopefully through the worst of that in many countries. But now, of course, is this terrible, terrible, awful situation in 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 Ukraine. From what you've seen, how has the Russian invasion of Ukraine affected the travel industry? It's affecting the travel industry. It's affecting us as an as an employer. Um, you know that from the travel industry perspective, we're seeing changes to itineraries. So cruise lines that normally spend time up in the Baltic in the the summer are taking St. Petersburg and Russia stops off of their itineraries. So that is disrupting people's travel plans a little bit. There's a little bit of apprehension for consumers to travel to some of those regions, just fear of the unknown a little bit. Rising fuel prices always trickles down into rising airline ticket prices because it's more expensive to operate the the jets. Um, But it's also having a positive impact on the travel industry in some great deals and incentives to travel to other regions and opening up more areas of the world um, for travel and doing it in a very safe manner, both from a COVID perspective and from a a civil unrest perspective in other parts of the world. And then as an employer, it's, it's having an effect on us with that we have employees all around the globe, some that work in global offices of ours and some that work from home, many of them who have family in the Ukraine. So then as an employer, it's how do we provide resources, both from an emotional support standpoint, from a time off, from a charitable perspective to support what's going on in the lives of our employees and in the lives of the people in the Ukraine and in neighboring countries. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sad to say because um, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people on this show and I really like you. I think not only do you have a lovely energy, but you're pretty smart, aren't you? You're pretty savvy. Um, we could definitely have to do this again. But I'm sad to say that this is this interview is coming towards the end this time round. Um, before we do wrap up, though, how can how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's through LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email. Maybe you're really cool and you're on TikTok. And also, how can they learn more about everything happening over at Arivia? I'm way too old to be on TikTok. Um, <laughs> my my college age children. Uh, take that space from me, but listeners can definitely reach out to me 
at jennifer.strell at arivia.com. They can also look me up on LinkedIn. They can learn more about Arivia on our website at careers.arivia.com or just www.arivia.com. Um, we'll also be putting out an employer's guide for using travel rewards in the next month or so. So listeners can look out for that on our, our news page at arivia.com. Awesome. And in fact, by the time this one goes live, we're recording this interview to listeners in the middle of March. By the time this goes live, that may well already be out. So you should just go straight to the Arivia website as soon as you've listened to the full episode of this of course and share it with all of your friends um, and and learn more over there but before we finish off today i just want to say you are one of the cool kids even though you're not on tiktok you are one of the cool kids jennifer and i like you a lot and i really appreciate your time today thank you very much for joining me thanks bill appreciate you and listeners as always until next time happy working Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.